You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We're live from the Hospital Home Lottery Show Home in the executive community at Watermark at Bears Paw. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow night for the $1 million Canmore Condo Early Bird Prize. Val Ball just talked about it. It seems pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, this is the grand prize, mm-hmm. fully furnished, $3 million home, 6,800 square feet, five bedrooms, seven bathrooms. The 50-50 draw is $2.149 million. And it's climbing. And there's over 1,500 other prizes and money, vehicles, lots of stuff to win. There's something for everybody. And it all goes to a good, good cause, um, the Calgary Health Foundation. As uh, Val Ball just said, um, 80% of Albertans uh, use the health care system in one way or another every year, which is a really high number, Matty. Yeah, it is a really high number, but... Um, I think that anybody, you know, in any day-to-day life, you will have something that comes up in your life, whether it is you, whether it is a family member, a close friend, where this is something that you need, where you either need urgent care, you need urgent surgery, whatever that may be. Um, A lot of good technologies have been funded and continue to be funded by this cause. So if you can, this is one of the best. Like, I'm, I'm all for giving to good causes, George. Yes. But when you can give to a good cause and also have a chance at a house, a condo, yep. prize packages that include travel, food, excursions, all that type of stuff, frankly, best way to give. Um, also at the bottom of the hour, uh, we'll talk to Christine Gus, Executive Director of Surgery at Peter Lockheed. Um, we'll ask her, uh, she used to be an ER doc, uh, yep. about vomiting because... Um, oh, good. The text line nine sixty nine blowing up with this topic this morning too. Would you believe me if I told you I haven't opened the text line since we brought up the topic? Oh, because you just don't want to look at Somebody it. Somebody offered to bring uh, you Patrick, Timbits. Oh, really? Yeah, about oh. at seven fifty two. That was nice. Jim Jimmy's Jim Thos. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my franchise idea. But I, I but I don't it. know if uh, regular public can just enter Offer there at this time. Stands, yeah. <laughs> regular public. Regular. Yeah. Public. Um, we're different public. You're different public. No, we're what is it? no. Okay. You're just you're allowed to no. be there. Um, and well, we're supposed to be here. Yeah, but until the show's over, then get the hell out. Yeah, get the hell. Out. We gotta clean. Um, did we put the poll up? Yeah. On, uh, pointers. Okay, on we're tweeting leading live. right now. Is it on threads? It's close. Poll is live. Poll is live. Is it what? Go that sports at 960 is pinned in. to our profile. Pitbull in the lead right now, 63%. Oh! The pointer oh, 36%. Man, when I voted, it was 50-50. Oh, wow. Okay. Go to our poll question. What's our Flames victory song? Um, Pitbull, Fireball, or Pointer Sisters? I'm so excited. Uh, at Sportsnet 960 on Twitter. Uh, we don't know where Julian is. The uh, offer for Timbits is still open. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, we uh, you can swing by. We just uh, we're we're good because there's lots of pastry here and it's all delicious. Yeah, George really thank loving you. his pastries. I love my pastry. Um, I don't know what happened to Julian. Uh, he usually he's in. pretty good. It happens. Our show's on early and he works late. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yesterday was an 8 p.m. game, George. It was. 
Um, Flames win 5-3. Jacob Markstrom, fantastic in net for the Flames. Andrew Mangiapane scores twice. Jonathan Huberto, I thought, had a really solid game last night. Um, the defensive zone coverage by the Flames, uh, a lot to be desired after last night's game. They, they practiced had, today, and I think it's going to be a large portion of yeah, practice. They had uh, a lot of trouble with the speed of the Jets, especially off the rush last night. Some bad turnovers, too, especially the tying goal in the third period where Markstrom kind of just shoveled it to Hannafin, who didn't get it out, didn't rim it enough, uh, hard enough, at least off the glass to get it out. Morrissey does a good play, gets it to Scheifele, who has a world-class shot, top corner, beats Markstrom. But, uh, again, timely goal scoring at the end of the game. Flames win a game they probably didn't deserve to win. But that's a mark of a good team because all of last season, that's something they didn't do. They didn't get the timely goal scoring, um, and they had to, you know, eke out one goal games. And outside of an empty netter with just over six seconds to go, uh, that was another one goal game for the Calgary Flames. But uh, as a whole, I, I I liked what I saw from Coronado. I thought he was all over it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, thought Manjapani had a really nice game last night. Uh, some undisciplined penalties, uh, which this team can't continue to do. I thought the power play looked good. I thought they were snapping it around pretty good last night. I'm excited to see that. The second unit scored a goal uh, thanks to Mackenzie Weger. I like to see that as well. Um, but uh, solid, solid win. Um, well, not a solid win, but a good win uh, when you're not playing your best and still pick up a victory because Jacob Markstrom stands on his like, head. The one place that I think I was trying to pay it the most attention to was going to be that top line, right? Because throughout camp, uh, I think it's fair to say that nothing really stuck on the right side. They started with Sharon Govich, then they went to Manjapani, and then by the end of camp it was Dylan Dubé, and then by the end of the second period it was back to Andrew Manjapani. Yep. And he ends up making a great play and helping the team win the game. It feels like he's going to be the guy that gets the bulk of the shot here to start the season. But at the same time, nothing is set in stone. And that job is still open. I like Dylan Dubé a lot, but he didn't pop on that with that group. You know, we... We well, knew at the beginning that, camp, that was Sharon Govich's job at the beginning of camp. Yeah. And I thought he was a ghost last night. Well, yeah, he, he didn't even get the bump. I'm mostly talking about the top line play sure. and how guys have to get in and kind of fill that spot. You know, they, they talked about Dubé using his speed to blow the top off and kind of push the defense back, give Huberto a little bit more space. We didn't get to see that because the D-zone coverage wasn't what we thought it was going to be. This was a team that kind of had to scramble to get out of their own end, and as a result, I don't think they were able to kind of get to the transition game that they quite wanted to see that would have allowed Dubé to kind of use his speed and have an impact on the top line. Instead, they make the swap, they go to Mount Japani, and I actually thought that that was a really good change for them. You know, Lindholm's a shooter, Huberto's a setup guy. Manjapani might not be as fast as Dylan Dubé, but he gets to the dirty areas, he wins puck battles, and he cleans up garbage around the net like we saw in the opening goal of the season. And that goal he scored to open the season, he would have missed the net on that last year. Yeah. And, and again. Or he would have buried it into the logo or something like well, that. We talked that was a no-doubter. We, we talked to Eric Francis uh, about uh, Andrew Manjapani yesterday and the production that the Flames need from him. Yep, to get into the playoffs, and it's around that 30-goal mark. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, especially when you get two in your first game. Uh, th- that's a good start for the kid. Um, I thought he was good. I thought uh, I thought Coronado was good. 
uh, Zadorov was throwing around his weight, which was always fun. You know what? Like, I thought the fourth line looked fast, which is a nice, refreshing change on this team. It is. Um, a thought on Zadorov, though, like, I think that it's important that early on he got the crowd on the flame side. Because there were times last year when the crowd was not on the same side as the team and everything started to boil over. For him to go out, he lays that big hit early on, crunches whoever it was up against the boards, and sets the tone. Right after, you know, we had the anthem and the incredibly powerful Kelsey Snow moment, he comes out yeah. and he keeps the crowd engaged. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. You. Wow. Whoa, that was a big one. And uh, I thought that was big for him. That hit he threw on Vlad Nemesnikov, too, that hurt me watching it. Yeah. That guy had no idea he was coming, yeah. and I'm surprised his head stayed on his shoulders. Yeah. The way he whiplashed, because that whiplash. was straight shoulder into yeah. the spine, and dude got bent over. Yeah. Uh, he was physical. He was good. Markstrom, again, fantastic. Especially early on in the first period where he made some big stops. And that's something that was the Achilles heel of this team. And they even talked about it on the broadcast that when teams score early on the Flames, you could just see the body language on the bench was a lot different. And Markstrom stood tall, uh, stole that game for the Calgary Flames last night. And we didn't really say that about Jacob Markstrom for the first half of last season at least, that uh, we we had these conversations on this show. When is a goalie going to steal a game for the Calgary Flames. Last night in game one of the season, Jacob Markstrom stole that game for the Calgary Flames. Um, Eight o'clock start. You're not a fan? I'm not a fan. And honestly... Yeah, but it's for TV. No, but I don't... I understand why it happened, and that's fine. But this is a problem that I think we've had for a long time in sports, that TV is the Lord. Fans, meh, whatever. 20,000 of you go into the game, maximum. We don't really care about you. We care about the hundreds of thousands of people that are watching in their home. And I get that. But at the same time, an 8 o'clock start on a Wednesday is not going to work. We leave after 40 minutes of play because we have to get out of there. we got to get to bed after the game. And and especially with construction around the Dome right now, it would take an hour and a half to get the five to six blocks home to the Dome if we left at the end of the game. So we leave after 40. Yesterday... I have never seen so many people leaving after 40 minutes of play. And it was all families. It was all older couples. Because it was 10-10 at night when we were yeah. leaving after 40 minutes of play on a freaking Wednesday. Yeah. The energy was not the same in there, like I said, because people weren't imbibing like they usually would. And even if it was a 7 o'clock start, I think people would have been drinking a little bit more because you have that much more time before your alarm goes and you got to wake up for work in the morning. Yep. I said it during the day, 8 o'clock start, whatever. I'm not usually one who complains about start times. That's a lie. That's a blatant lie. Yeah. But at the same You're time, right. man, like I was leaving yesterday and I was mad because there were families. There was, there was a dude with his kid who was probably like 9 years old and – I just imagine what it would have meant for that kid to be in there for the third period and watch Jonathan Huberto set up Lindholm and Mangiapane for the game-winning goal in the opener of the season and yep. what that would have been for that kid. Instead, he it's probably a- didn't even watch it. He probably had to go home and go to bed. So that's why I was really upset with the 8 o'clock start because I should be the only one leaving the Dome after 40 minutes of play. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but... I know why uh, the TV overlords are... I just uh, need to get a good rant about okay. how TV can beat it every once in a while kick rocks Um, television speaking of time 
um, a little late, but better late than never. Covers the Flames and the Athletic, Julian McKenzie. Joining Speaking us of the 8 o'clock starts, am I right? In, in yeah. sports bar. Guess how long. <laughs> you awake? You all right? You spry? I'm, I'm okay. This is the first time that's ever happened where uh, I was supposed to be on for a certain time. I even set an alarm for that time, and then I just – I woke up early, and then I said, all right, I got a few more minutes. I fell back asleep, and then I just overslept. That's – I'm sorry, guys. I, I Please roast me. No, it happens. That's, uh, that's unprofessional. Uh, no, it's it's totally fine. No, unprofessional um, is what we do for three hours from six yeah. to nine a.m. every morning. Like you're Julian, doing fine. Yeah, but you're Julian, we're time. literally, yeah, yeah uh, we're literally asking <laughs> listeners, where's the worst place you've ever vomited? Oh, okay. So this is the because, vomit talk I was told to prepare for. Yeah, because Thatcher Demko threw up in his mask last night, and then Connor McDavid yes. got mad that the oil that the Canucks pulled him with ten minutes to go. Yeah, and but, it was like, yeah. well, he was physically. Yeah, he was physically he, ill. He physically was ill. ill. <laughs> like I, I yeah. saw, I saw that McDavid got mad, but not about ill that. in a well, good way. Like, do? yeah, yeah, <laughs> he no. threw up not in his Ill, mask, bro. That's gross. Yeah. I mean, I know some people were complaining <laughs> about the fact that, you know, oh, why would Rick Talkett like explain that extra detail? I, mean, I, I look if you're if you gotta if you gotta throw up, you gotta throw up. I guess like it's the worst place you've have ever thrown up. Uh I don't know if you care for my story. Uh, <laughs> no, I would love to hear. Uh, we do. God, worst place I've thrown up. Uh, I, I I remember a really bad night going out drinking, and then I threw up on my parents' rug coming back home, <laughs> like right at the front of the house. Oh yeah. And like nice. my my dad found me just like with my just with vomit all over my phone on the rug, and he just saw me. And he, I had never seen my dad more disappointed in me in my life. He just oh. looked at me. He was just like, "Put the rug outside." <laughs> yeah, I, I got one of those too. Just, just, yeah, it, just, it was the most disappointed I'd ever. Like my my dad and I, you know, love my dad. I, we've had it. We've had our battles sometimes. Every son and, and dad does, but that was generally the most disappointed I had yeah. ever seen my dad. One time, uh, I got so sick that I had to clean all four walls and the ceiling of a bathroom. Oh, God. oh my god! Not. Not bueno. I uh, <laughs> my my quick one was uh, driving to my summer job way back when, and I had a few the night before, and I had to work for eight, and I was still, I think I was still inebriated in the morning. Mm. Probably yeah. should have been driving to work. I uh, I threw up out the window. Oh god! Driving, <laughs> but as I did that, as I did that, I got some on my t-shirt. Yeah, I was gonna say blowback, little blowback. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I got some T-shirt on my arm. Yeah, that's the, you gotta yeah. pull over. It's like peeing in the wind. Like you're yeah. bound to get a little bit of blowback on you. It's yeah. a, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, it was a rough day. Um, nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location. Oh, we got to we got to get to some of these. I don't know where we're gonna fit it. <laughs> like Patrick, where are we gonna fit these? Like we have, we yeah, got so We got best bets. I don't know, man. Ugh. I. Commercial three, three hour on the Flames game yesterday, Julian, and then we got to get to puke stories. That's all yeah. we got. Okay, uh, Julian, uh, wanted to ask you: Is there like a belt, a hard hat, a jacket, something that gets the Flames' best player? Are you aware of anything yet on this team? We have not. We have not seen that yet with this team. Uh, I would okay. imagine if they did, it would go to Jacob Markstrom. Yes. Um, doesn't that feel? Doesn't last night's game feel like a game they would never win last season? Uh, it, it was. There were a lot of opposites. Uh, there were some similarities, but there was a lot of opposites. Uh, the, the Flames being outshot 
uh, a competent, well, I mean, at least they got a power play goal out of it. Uh, but but realizing that a team that they probably should be beating was able to push out and, and keep pushing at them, but the Flames actually being resilient and fighting back. There were some times last year where I felt, you know what, they weren't going to be able to do that. And they did late in the third period. And of all people, to, of all players to be in that position, the top line guys, Andrew Madripani, uh, putting himself in that position to make that pass to Lindholm to get that winner. Uh, the empty net goal went the way that it did, but they were able to finish that off at least. Uh, you're looking like all, everyone on that top line had a multi-point game. And that's what you want to see uh, from your top players. I know it wasn't a perfect game. There's a lot that they have to clean up. But you need those guys to be effective. And Jacob Markstrom, look, he allowed the three goals. The first one he definitely needed to have. But he pretty much stole that game. How many games last year did Jacob Markstrom steal for the Calgary Flames? I don't think he stole one for the Calgary Flames until the second half of the year. And I'm willing to bet there were no more than three or four games. And that might be too much that Jacob Markstrom actively stole for the Calgary Flames last year. For him to be able to do that in game one, I'm going to take that as a positive sign for this team. This is a guy who needs to play well, needs to be better in order for this team to actually be a playoff team. And for him to at least be effective enough to get the win, still some stuff I get he needs to clean up too, but I'm willing to take that as a positive for this team going forward, especially since they have five games on the road coming up. Was that a high stick? Uh, on the which goal? The Rasmus Anderson knockdown that led to the Rasmus Anderson shorthanded goal. Um, I didn't see it. And look, sometimes you have to be lucky. Sometimes it happens. If it, I don't know. I I missed it. I don't necessarily think it might have been. I definitely missed it. And ended up going in the back of the net. So in the end, it uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. really that's matter. The truth about I don't, it. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, that's it. It went, it went about- in. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a big issue. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is this power play. Um, they've kind of moved around who that fifth guy is going to be. I think we know who the other four are going to be. You know, as long as they're all healthy, it's going to be Caudry, Lindholm, Huberto, and uh, Anderson. Matt Coronado gets in there. What did you make of not only him at 5-on-5, five five, but with that top power play unit? I'm still intrigued at the fact that they have – there's a version of the power play where he's on it and he is at the net front. I don't necessarily disagree because in preseason he has shown that he could perch himself around the net and at least try to get some lax in for rebounds, but his shot should be utilized on that power play and he should be able to, he should get some time on that right flank side. But the fact that he is getting PP one time, I, I, I like it for him. He, he might have the best shot on the team and the team really needs to use it. What's interesting too is just, Earlier that morning, yesterday morning, Ryan Hoska was saying that a lot of the line combinations are are still kind of fluid, and and that, I believe, is extended to the power play. They're still trying to figure out the right combinations that work. Like, even when we were watching practice, there was like a version of one power play unit that had Hannafin going in, and then Weger was getting in time. We've seen Sharon Govich go from the top power play unit to off. Uh, we, we've seen versions of that top power play unit with and without Matthew Coronado. It basically feels like they're going to try whatever they could try until they find something that sticks. And I, I just like seeing Coronado there. I like the team using his skill set to their advantage, whether they have him on that right side or in front of the net. 
I think there's a possibility of it being effective for him. It's just the power play as a whole, they really need to get down. There were some times where they're trying to make plays work. They're holding on to the puck a little bit too long. That's not at all what Mark Savard wants in that offense. They want movement. They want quick distributions. They want some more creativity. It, it might take them a bit more time for them to really get it down, but at least they got a power play goal out of it yesterday. Uh, Julian, unfortunately, we got to run. Uh, thanks okay. for this, pal. I, no worries, uh, I appreciate um, your dad uh, just looking at you so disgusted as you disgustingly vomited all over the carpet. Well, you we know what? That story. Uh, there have been better moments where he has looked proudly on me, and, and I'm glad <laughs> I never have to think about that day again. Okay. Um, we'll see you tonight at Ballhawk. See you tonight, Paul Hawk. Let's get a dub. All right. Thanks, pal. There he goes. Julian McKenzie covers the Flames of the Athletic and the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Straight ahead, our NFL big bets. Let's get to some vomit stories. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to uh, Christine Gus, too, um, the, um, for the hospital home lottery uh, straight ahead. Um, it's the big show, Russell and Rose, Sports at 960, the fan. We're live from the beautiful executive community of Watermark at Bears Paw for the hospital, the Calgary Hospital Home Lottery. Um, get your tickets. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow night for the $1 million Canmore Condo Early Bird Prize. Um, CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com or call one 541 5540 Our NFL big bets straight ahead. Your vomit stories, too, we're going to try to mix in somehow in the next 20 minutes or so. But first, Mm. um, Christine Gus is the executive director of surgery at Peter Loggy, and she joins us uh, to talk about um, the hospital home lottery and uh, what it benefits. Uh, Christine, good morning. Thanks for this. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, Val Ball, our pal, was on uh, last hour, and she talked about how many Albertans use the healthcare system does does a lot of us not even wrap our heads around the fact that you know one of us that we know ourselves will use this and what we're doing here in this incredible lottery with these incredible prizes ultimately just benefits all of us benefits all of us agreed uh can you tell us a little bit about technology that we're looking at for uh the breast cancer technology and stuff early intervention <laughs> surgery yeah, yeah technology you know i assume there's machines wires buttons <laughs> dials knobs lasers probably All of those things maybe okay. lasers i don't know yeah what can you tell us about <laughs> so in calgary we've undertaken a, a pilot study to look at the use of magnetic seed technology okay to biopsy, localize, and help with early intervention surgery of breast cancer patients. Well, Our vision is that in the near future, this new magnetic seed technology, which is wire-free and radiation-free, will be the new standard of care to localize breast lesions and or sentinel lymph nodes for women across the city. Um, less uh, wires. That's good. Yes, no, no, absolutely. Um, again, that this technology clearly is is cutting edge. Like, what does that mean for even the city of Calgary to have this in our city and, and for people to use? When when you get such terrible, you know, news like that. But obviously, when when potentially we can have that type of care here, what would that even mean to Calgarians and Albertans? So the new technology will mean that patients can have the magnetic seed implanted, but it will no longer need to be done on the same day of surgery like it currently is. And this will help the patients not feel uncomfortable and awkward 
to have wires protruding sure. out of them when they go and have the wires placed ahead of surgery and then have to travel site to site. So this technology will streamline the care, reduce the number of patient appointments, improve satisfaction and safety, and benefit us all. So what you're saying is that what we have now, it's going to look very different in the future. This technology is a big part of that for That's you as well. Hope. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, support from the community. It's got to be huge for initiatives like this, right? Exactly. So this, this initiative shows how the community support can accelerate new technology adoption and innovation. To do that, the Calgary Health Foundation has made an investment of $5.7 million to Calgary to help implement this as a new standard of care that is intended to improve the patient experience and have a direct impact on quality of life. The project will also, sh also show how philanthropic funds, funds can leverage existing AHS programs like the Breast Health Program and elevate them to be forefront of clinical care and we become leaders in Calgary for that, this type of technology. That, that's, that's great news, it's exciting. Uh, when you know that there is stuff out there and technologies available to, to help people out when such a shocking time in your life and we know that you know that'll be available to Albertans uh, is super exciting and doing stuff like this, uh, the, 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 sh the lottery home, the 50-50, the, 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 the condo, like it's all you know in support of, of doing stuff like this which is which is really exciting and we all know yeah we, we laugh and we joke about how you know being in this home would be incredible but this is actually the stuff that's going to benefit a lot of us because that touches everybody mm -hmm. um are you more of a condo or are you more of a show home individual <laughs> yeah i think this is the important stuff we were though. talking about that earlier i think uh in this case, the condo is Oh, is okay, switch it up. It, it's yeah. too much home for you, Christine, here? <laughs> yeah, we're at a point where we're looking to downsize. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Not yeah. upsize. Yeah, so fair enough. Anyway, the weekend getaway, getaway property is definitely appealing. Not bad. For sure. Uh, Christine Gus is the Executive Director of Surgery at Peter Lockheed. Uh, any more information people can find out about this? Where to go? CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com. Perfect. Uh, you can also get tickets there, and the number is one 541 Fifty-five, forty. Christine, 50, terrific 50, stuff. So Thanks for thank this. Thank you. No 50, Fifty. So for two million dollars. Yeah, two point one four nine. so much million uh, dollars. Um, so good. We got uh, we got about fifteen minutes to go here. Um, our NFL big bets. Patrick, did we fix the standings from last week? Yeah, they are. Uh, they should be uh, updated in the in the rundown there or yep. whatever on meeting yep, words. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay. Um, standings after uh, five weeks. Maddie Rose in the lead, eighteen ten and two. Yep, that's George me. seventeen and thirteen. Yep. Patrick thirteen sixteen and one. I gotta say, like as a whole, we're doing pretty good. I like my record. I had a really bad week last week. Like two three and one is yeah. unacceptable by my standards over the last thirteen ish months. Yeah. I've been pretty good. Um, so yeah, the um, the NFL is the hardest sport to bet on. Because, I would disagree. No, it is because they um, they put the most resources into it. That's okay, why those yeah. lines and those over unders. You're like, how do they know? How was it? I think so close. That it's I the toughest sport to bet on. That I agree with. Uh, I I think it is because the way that the lines are set. But as far as randomness of sport, it is the one that I think is the most predictable. If I had to say the four major sports between that, baseball, hockey, and basketball, huh. I would say that it is the most kind of one that I I feel the most faith in my picks when I pick football. Nothing okay. else. It's that time of the week. So this Unless is you're what, betting on the Connor Bedard anytime goals. Boy. Yeah. 
uh, or shots on goal prop. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We have so many vomit stories that you've sent in. Patrick, what if we do a game, mix in a vomit story at the same time? What do you think? That works for me. Okay. Yeah, right on. Uh, I don't know if our sponsor will be thrilled about it, but whatevs. Uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Let's do it. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling? Who's say anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. I love the montage music we do. So good. That's I feel a good like one. I feel like we should all be sweaty doing like push-ups. That hangover quote from Zach Galifianakis always makes me want to go home and just watch the hangover. Or just go right to Cowboys and throw 50 down and play a few hands. Tickle the felt. Yeah, all right, sir. week six already in the National Football League. Um, it's the Thursday nighter. It's in Kansas City. Apparently T-Swift is going to be there. The Broncos at the Chiefs, Kansas City minus 10.5 point favorites. The total, 47.5, Matty. 10.5 is a lot of points, boys. Even if Travis Kelsey is playing, how healthy is he going to be? And how much of a distraction is Taylor Swift? Like, at this point, I don't know. Plus, these Broncos, not that good. But at the same time, they tend to just disappoint me when it comes to the Lions. I'm going to just take the under. I don't think either of these teams are going to be able to score a lot of points. And I think the total is kind of high. 47? Like, essentially, you're asking the Chiefs to do that by themselves. Okay. 47.5 on the total. Patrick, what do you like? Yeah, give me the Chiefs to cover that 10.5. It's, it's, it's over right now in Denver. That defense is awful, despite what uh, Russell Wilson can do. A little bit on the offense. I like what Jaleel McLaughlin can show. Samaji Ryan had a had a good game as well. But uh, these this Chiefs team is uh, too good. They're, they're playing really good defense as well. So I think the Chiefs can cover that 10.5 on a rainy night in Arrowhead. I like that we're all going to be opposite on this. Maddie's taking the under. Patrick's taking the Chiefs. I'm going to take the over 47 and a half. This Broncos defense is historically bad. Like, they're abysmal. And I could I could see a lot of garbage time second half points by the Broncos when this game is already in hand. I'm going to take over the total 47 and a half. Texty McTexerson is our Sportsnet 960 fan text reading robot. We've been asking you all morning. On, also, we have a poll on what should be our victory song at 960 on Twitter. But uh, we asked you, in honor of Thatcher Demko vomiting in his mask last night, where's the worst place you've ever vomited? Oh, texty. Mr. Plow in Calgary. Best place to hurl in the map pocket of an Edmonton cab. Then I paid him with change. What a what a dirtbag you are! It's so awful, Mister Plow. You're a dirtbag. He said best place. Yeah, I know, I know. That's a scumbag move. So and then paid him in change. Get out of here! Can't you catch a charge for doing that? Yeah. Oh, Mister Plow. That's why he didn't leave his name? That name again is Mister Plow. You Game two. Cabin, here's some quarters. Baltimore Ravens minus four at the Tennessee Tetons. The total, a uh, measly 40 and a half, Matty. I hate betting on the Titans this year. What are these guys? They lose the Saints by a point. Then they beat the Chargers in overtime. Then they get schlacked by the Browns. And then they do the same thing to the Bengals the next week. And then they lose to the Colts. I don't know what to think of this Titans team. I'm going to try and stay away from 
either one of the lines as a result. I like the total being nice and low. I am going to take the over on this one, 40 and a half. Producer Patrick. I think it's a get-right week for Baltimore. They could have ran Pittsburgh into the ground last week, but they didn't. Uh, Pittsburgh kept hanging around, hanging around. It's a London game. Not really. It's not a Tennessee Titan home game, technically. it's. I think Lamar gets it right. They'll find Mark Andrews late. They'll cover that four points. Yeah, right? Ugh. I'm going to take the Titans Straight getting points at Yucko, home. I can't, lay, I can't lay the Ravens right now as a favorite on the road. They have a lot of injuries, too. They're getting healthier, but they just I can't lay them as a four-point favorite on the road. Maybe we see a little more of Tajay Spears in the backfield for the Titans because he looks way more explosive than Derrick Henry. D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins had a big game last week. Maybe he's waking up. If the defense can be decent in this game, I think the Titans can keep it relatively close. I'm going to take the Titans catching four points at home against the Ravens. It's oh, in London. Texty, another... Oh, sorry, in London. Yeah. Uh, another... Oh, oh boy. Uh... <laughs> No, I'll still take the I'll still take the Titans. Oh, Texty, their another offensive line story. is so bad. I know it's so bad. Texty, Scott in Strathmore. The worst place I ever threw up on was almost on my three-month pregnant wife. Came home from a bender, woke up, puke all over the bed. She ran away to call her mom. I crawled to the toilet to finish. Stayed on the bathroom floor and woke up to her feeling if I was breathing or not. Needless to say, I was in the doghouse for a while. You know it's not good when she gets up to call mom. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Yeah. That's um, a bad sign. Okay. <laughs> Threw up on her. That's great. Uh, two for two so Honey, far. Are you dead? Game three. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye to head to the Natty to face the Bengals. Cincy minus three, the total 44 and a half, Matthew. Uh, I said to Patrick off the air when we did this segment <laughs> last week, I really appreciate the fact that you're not putting the Bengals in any of these because <laughs> I don't want to bet on the Bengals this year and the bid is that I always take the Bengals and I don't want to do that because I don't have any faith in them this year. Yeah. And lo and behold, who's on the card the next week? Oh, yeah. Um, nevertheless, who day <laughs> taking the Bengals minus three? Patrick? You know, Pete Carroll is 16-8 and eight against the spread in early Eastern time zone games. <laughs> what is that? No, but that? no, the no, but well. that's a thing. Wait, where do you find that's that? That's a I thing. Love it. Like, no, but it's it's such an NFL stat. Oh, yeah. 100%. They give four, four yeah. little... Uh, what are the flames against the puck line at 8 yeah, p.m. puck exactly, drops? I'd love to right? know that number. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the I like the Seahawks after a bye week. Geno Smith get that thing going, and the and they can still get that NFC. Well, they, not really. I think they're still chasing obviously San Francisco, but Seattle's a good group. I think they can cover that uh, that spread. Seattle uh, takes plus three. Uh, you know what? Bengals offense looked good last week, mm-hmm. and even I think the biggest play in that game last week was not just throwing the ball to Jamar Chase. It was the scramble that Joe Burrow mm. had, and he actually ran for the first time and looked good. Snap, all right, uh, for the first time in a while, and they got a buy in week seven, so he's probably going to be pedaled to the metal. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think I think there's going to be points scored in this game. Oh. I'm getting a lot of Lions and Seahawks vibes from earlier on in the season. Sure, I think this total is a little short at 44 and a half. I'm going to take the OVA, 44 and a half. Oh, Texty, you're up. Wedley in Bridalwood. Years ago, all over myself and bedroom wall, 
then falling asleep in it after one too many at Grape Escape. My face had a nice mask the next morning, and then the Vince oh. Carter and Rules of Fight Club poster caught the scattered mess too. Was it the Vince Carter poster where he dunked over the seven foot two French guy? In oh, in the, Olympics. in the Olympics. It's so good. Maybe it's the ninety nine uh, so, slam dunk contest. Slam dunk contest. Yeah. And then the, the who's it? The, the French dude, and he's like cowering. Like, Sac le bleu. What just happened to yeah. me? What, what was that? Uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Game number. Four Wolf, uh, the New England <laughs> Patriots heading to oh, Sin City God. to play uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders minus three. The total, Maddie, forty-one and a half. Ha, yucko. That's what I'm going to start with. I'm either feeling the Patriots plus the points because I don't trust the Raiders. I also think it's a very low total at an indoor game. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to okay. go ahead and cash the over on this one. That way I don't have to cheer for the Raiders or the Patriots. I can just cheer for both of them to put up points. Patrick? I could still end up mad because I don't know if either of them will, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, it feels like Bill's going to get one over on his protege there and Josh McDaniels. Uh, Patriots got to get something right. Got They got to do something right. And maybe they get something. Maybe they win this game like 9-6. Patriots plus uh, take, the pl- take the points there, plus three. You know what? I'm going to lay the three points with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Here's why. You know who the best player in that game is going to be? Max Crosby. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be in the kitchen of Mac Jones. And when Bill Belichick has to stand in front of the Boston media this week and goes, we're not making any changes at quarterback because Mac Jones is struggling right now. Um, And I think this is a Josh McDaniels perfect revenge spot to beat his old boss. They look like they're in complete and total disarray. Injuries killing the Patriots. I hate this pick, but I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders minus three. Oh, Texty, you're up again. Waldo in Cranston, a scuba diving mask at 120 feet down. <laughs> that doesn't simple. seem ideal. Simple. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. But, but simple. Like, you just got to go straight back up to the surface. At least surface, he's in the I water. What? No, you can't just How peel off your you? mask, though. No, I know, I know. Feet, you're too, you're yeah. too much pressure. I'm just saying at least it's in the water and it's like whatever. You can deal with it when you're out of it. But I know they, like the pressure with that puke coming out at 120 yeah, feet. But it, and, and it's in your mask. Yeah. Like it, is it bad for me to say, like, kind of surprised he lived? I mean, good for you, man. I don't know. I don't know. Is That, that feels like... You're pretty. It just pretty doesn't feel situation. like an, an ideal situation. Uh, Lions at Buccaneers. Mm. Uh, the Detroit Motor City Lions minus three. The total forty three and a half. Only three points, eh? For the Lions. That's what you're giving me, Dan Campbell. Man, Campbell. Only three. Come on now. I'm taking the Lions all day. Oh wow. Okay. Even down beautiful Tampa Bay. Patrick. This team's gonna feel great. They don't have to play in Detroit. Okay. Incredible stuff, Patrick. Yeah, this is our first flexed game of the year. Um, oh, yes, it is. Uh, I like I like the the Lions here. Uh, Bucks are gonna have they have they rely on the turnover a ton. Uh, so if Jared Goff can just take care of the ball, they could have Amon Ross St. Brown back this week. I like the Lions to, uh, to cover the three. You know, what? I think uh, I think it's gonna be time to bake. Oh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Rashad White, I think can have some success against the Lions. Um, 
I know Aiden Hutchinson's been great for the Lions so far, but I think you can get them on the pass a little bit. And I think I think Baker Mayfield can expose that a little bit, believe it or not. I think I'm going to take the total over 43 and a half. I think that's a little low for a game that might be sneakily um, a I lot like of points. Line. I like that pick. Um, another story, Texty? Mm-hmm. Debbie in Calgary. Worst place I ever vomited was in my friend's purse on the teacup ride during Stampede. In her purse? I mean, at least it's her purse. Hey, can, can I borrow your purse? Where is this, Louie? Or you could, or you could be like, like, uh, you could be like Kelly. Kelly in Copperfield. Feel... In my purse. Oh. He did it in her purse. <laughs> there you okay. Go. There you go. Thanks, Debbie and Kelly. I remember when we were kids, um... Uh, they were like, hey, if you're going to puke during, like, the Christmas concert, <laughs> do it in your shirt. Somebody no always wants did. to see that. Just do it into the do it into the collar of your shirt. Wow. Yeah, I know. What type of advice is that? Not good. Terrible. Uh, last game. And Pat's right. Someone always did puke at those things. Yeah. Why? Well, I think there's a lot of Nerves. puking stampede stories. Well, um, I was talking about Christmas, like, Christmas concert. concerts for sure. kids and stuff. Um, this is a dog's breakfast of a game. <laughs> Giants in Buffalo. Can I just say, like, I've been to a Bills game. There are animals at the Bills games. Like, it's where humanity takes the backseat. I cannot stress this enough. The total 44.5 Bills 14-point favorites. The fact that Bills fans get all day to tailgate <laughs> instead of getting after it at 6 in the morning for a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff, they'll start at 6 in the morning, and it's an 8 p.m. kickoff. Eastern. Like, you're talking just bad news in Buffalo. It might be rainy with 10-mile-an-hour winds and 6-degree weather. Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, questionable if he's even going to play in this game. What do you take it? 14-point line. Yep. That's so much. In the NFL. I would almost take the Giants out of out of principle. I should. T-Mobile, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, going back to his former team. T-Mobile. Backdoor cover and wizard. And it's Rod Taylor, not Tyrod. Sure. Whatever sure. he chooses. Okay. Um, all right. I'm doing it. Taking the points. I hate myself. I'm taking the points. Okay. G-Men. I Patrick. hate the slate. I don't like many of these I feel, at all. I like the Giants better if, if uh, Tyrod's playing, really. I do. I think uh, the, yeah. the, 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 I like the Giants better when he's playing. Uh, if he goes... Sure, I think I think yeah, the spread's too big. I'm gonna take the Giants plus fourteen. Yeah, I hate this game. Um, I think there'll be a lot of points in this game too. I'm gonna take the over forty-four and a half. NFL big bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select pools. Make your picks at SportsSelect.com. Must be eighteen plus. Please play responsibly. Do you want to do two more stories before we go? Please hit it. Mike in Calgary. I threw up cinnamon schnapps onto a stove top at a house party. The stove had to be dismantled to clean it out. <laughs> cinnamon schnapps. Oof. Shocker. It's Shocker. Sh- it's so aggressive. Yeah. Ugh. They had to take oh. apart the stove. Ugh. Like, if you were that close to the stove, you couldn't get to the sink? Or the floor? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I will say, sometimes you just got to try and... Keep, you're just trying to survive at this point. Okay. So, uh, one more. Kevin in Silver Springs, I once threw up down the heat vent on my 19th birthday. I saved the carpet but reminded everyone the heat kicked in. 
Oh boy. Mm. Um, Patrick, That's so bad. Dude. Patrick, can we throw a few of these you on the be podcast able to, you so you that we be can able get to? to? Can we do that? that? Yeah, I got uh, I got five. I can put on the podcast. You'd have to All right, put on the podcast. Take, a, take apart your house's duct system. Uh, what do we got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Well, well, we got Tommy Wilden Jr. Yes, yes, we do. Tommy, yeah, put a ring on it. They bud. get ready for their know, one. Two, uh, they got the plate. They got the. They got the real. You got to get your ring later on in a few weeks if you get win the yep. whole okay, thing. Okay, you got to win the whole thing to get a yeah. ring. Yep. Yeah, Tommy will. Do they junior? each get a plate? No uh, podcast. Oh. oh. Podcast, uh, more of your vomiting stories in the podcast. Vote on our poll question about the victory song. We'll do that uh, tomorrow because, again, I, I feel like this is still an issue we need to we need to hammer down because it seems a little polarizing. Yep, I agree. Um, that's it for us. Uh, check out the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Mucho Big Show next. Uh, don't forget, get your tickets to the Calgary Hospital Home Lottery. Uh, visit the website, calgaryhospitalhomelottery.com. Or call one triple eight five four one fifty five forty. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow for the one million dollar Canmore condo. It's it for us. Uh, check out the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a terrific Thursday. Bask in the glory of that five three Flames win last night. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Bye. Good dog. Curtis in Ogden. The worst place I have ever thrown up was on the person in front of me in grade 5. I had peanut butter and cherry tomatoes at lunch and they did not make well and near the end of the day stomach started rumbling and I threw up on the girl that sat right in front of me. It was a mess. Aaron from Calgary. I was at Armando's in Palm Springs and had three margaritas. They will kill you. I ended up going to another bar and puking in the all over the beer in the beer closet and then we got kicked out and we ended up at home since and bought a bunch of random knickknacks for our house and this is 3.30 in the afternoon. Zach in the Winton, my wife, and I took a trip out to Toronto to visit friends, and had a bit too much fun at middable times. Went back to the hotel with the heavy spin knees. Felt the puke wave coming, tried running to the bathroom in the pitch dark room but didn't make it. Crawled back into bed to clean it up in the morning. Woke up, couldn't find it anywhere. Thought I dreamed it so started packing up to leave and found it all in my bag. First night there. Jay in Silverado, a ski trip to Panorama. We rented these whisk cabins with a massive hot tub and we all went pretty hard the first night. The following day, I man up and hop on the shuttle to the hill, and on my first ride up the chair lifted hits me. What do I do? I'm 40 feet up, sitting beside the boys, and need to yak. Look down and there's a ski instructor with about 6 to 8 kids in tow and I'm struggling to hold it in. Just as the last kid passes underneath us, I start hurling over the side of our chair lift. I can see other riders uphill hitting the brakes or moving to the other side of the run. I felt terrible, but also so much better. Safe to say. We avoided that run all day. David from Arbor Lake, during the heyday of Electric Avenue here in Calgary, there was a three-story bar called Skyroom. The lineup to get in often stretched all the way down the open stairwell from third to second to main floor. I thought I was smart sneaking in a bottle in the lineup. By the time I get to third floor entry, bottle empty. Not feeling good. Vomited down two floors on the other patrons awaiting to get in. 
They had to exit me out the back door so I wouldn't get beat the crap out of. By the way, I'm the same guy who shared the story of my daughter vomiting exorcist style at airport security. Again. And again. And again. Dustin in Drumheller. Went out to the last night of Oktoberfest in Munich with three buddies, got smashed up to say the least, we went on the rides at the end of the night, every ride I got on soon as I got on I would pass out then wake up when done, did this for three rides, went to bed after that woke up two hours later to catch our train to the airport, anyways got on the train and they had the heat cranked on this thing, hit me like a brick wall, train started moving I got nauseous no bathroom to puke, opened my luggage puked on everything in there, grabbed my passport out and threw everything out came home with only clothes on my back and passport. Kurt in Calgary I barfed in bed then rolled onto it. I didn't want my wife to know how buckled I was after being at Cowboys for 25 cent drafts and two hot dogs. Needless to say she totally heard me and couldn't believe I laid in it. Jamie in Calgary. I was at a boys and girls club dance when I was about 13 dancing with a cute little thing that also liked me. I had too much pop and twizzlers, and combined with the nerves, I had to run to the bathroom mid-slow dance. I hit the toilet stall door too hard, and as I started spewing, the door swung back into my face, rebounding all my puke back into and all over my face, clothes, and hair, ultimately making me less than desirable as a dance partner for the remainder of the evening still haunts me over 30 years later.